Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vanish Chicago Land Stories, the podcast, episode 21. I'm your host, Pete Costanas, and this program is brought to you by Colby's Furniture Stores and Multiplication Rock. Until October 23rd, Colby's is having a sofa sale that's too important to miss. Eight of our most popular sofas will be available in two collections of designer closeout fabrics. And depending on your choice, the sofas are sale priced at $499 or $599, a savings of 25 to 40%. And there are matching love seats and chairs available. So come to Colby's for a sofa sale too important to miss. Colby's, Chicago, Oakbrook, Northbrook. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> Multiplication Rock is brought to you by your very favorite General General Foods. Okay, and we are back. I hope you enjoyed uh, the commercial for Colby's Furniture and that uh, sponsor from Multiplication Rock. Uh, Multiplication Rock, I will talk about that at the end of the program to get into more detail. Uh, Colby's Furniture... Uh, a lot of people from the Chicagoland area remembered that uh, furniture store, and it was in business for a long, long time. And uh, I tried to find some information of that, but uh, there's very little of it. So, um, so John Colby, um, I believe that's his name. It could be he could be the founder. I don't know. Uh, he, he was a cabinet maker in Chicago, and. Uh, the business started in 18, 1879, and it and the business changed to John Colby's and Sons in 1885, and then just Colby's in the mid-1940s. Uh, then um, it was located in The Loop, somewhere on, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact uh, address, Uh First, it was uh, located at 148 Wabash Avenue. I think it's north uh, north or south. I don't know. Uh, and then it moved to 29 South Wabash, which I think that's where Crocs and Bertano's opened. So I think uh, when Crocs opened their flagship store on Wabash Avenue, Colby's Furniture was there. And uh, after that, I don't know where Colby's moved in Chicago. Uh, I do know that there were locations in in Northbrook Court, in Northbrook, Illinois, and in Oakbrook Center in Oakbrook, in Oakbrook, Illinois. And um, then there was one. They op- then they had one other store. They opened on in Lincolnwood on thirty six thirty five West Tui, and that closed. Uh, that's the that was the only store remaining, and it closed uh, in nineteen ninety one. So it's about thirty years ago, and uh, so it was in business for over a hundred years. And I remember the commercials on TV. I'm sure you have, and uh, 
I never bought furniture there or my mom, but she remembered the store. And uh, I think I went once in Oakbrook, probably a long, long time ago. And uh, they had some very quality uh, furnishings, uh, beautiful end tables, lamps, uh, bedroom furniture. I do post photos of it. Uh, The only photo I could find uh, a long time ago was uh, when the Oakbrook store opened in 1967 at Oakbrook Center. And they were um, some construction men or uh, were uh, putting on the sign on the store. I have a photo of that somewhere. So uh, that was a nice uh, memory to discuss with you. Okay. Uh, another thing I will talk about is a post I had on my Van Chicagoland Facebook page, and it was Buffalo ice cream. And uh, as soon as I post that, uh, it was an immediate hit. Uh, people remembered uh, that um, that particular business. And uh, what was special about that, it was there for a long, long time. And uh, the original store, the Buffalo Ice Cream Parlor, was located, I think, I'm not sure, uh, it was on Sedgwick. Let me look it up and I will tell you. It was on, I think, North Avenue in Sedgwick? I'm not not sure. Oh, here we are. No, I'm sorry. It was, uh, the original location was on West Division and Sedgwick Avenue. And then it moved to the Irving Park location in 1918. Well, actually, the business started, uh, it opened in 1902. So so just to uh, correct that, I'll say it again. Um, It opened in 1902 at Division in Sedgwick. Then it moved to the Irving Park location in 1918. And the address was at 4000 North Pulaski. But at the time, it wasn't Pulaski, it was Crawford. And to this day, some people still say Crawford. And if you drive on Pulaski Road, um, if you go to the suburbs, uh, like, for example, going in the north north suburbs or south suburbs, uh, I think I see signs that said Crawford Avenue. And uh, also probably Skokie or, yeah, I think Skokie or Lincolnwood and Skokie. I don't know about after that. Uh, it was Crawford. I haven't been to the north side uh, for a long time, so I haven't really noticed it. So uh, where I lived in my old neighborhood on the southwest side in Ashburn, it was Pulaski. And uh, to this day, some people say Crawford. Anyway, so the, uh, the Buffalo Ice Cream Parlor on Irving Park was very... Uh, like I said, very popular, and um, it mentioned in a few articles that it had uh, some very popular and tasteful ice cream creations. And there was one, here's one called the Hubba Hubba. And some couple people mentioned that on my Facebook page, and it was five scoops of ice cream, banana, whipped cream, nuts, and butterscotch. Oh, sounds good. And Tutti Frutti was vanilla ice cream with strawberries, bananas, and pineapple topping. That sounds wonderful. Um, and they also mentioned that their hot foot Sundays was outstanding. It was great. Um, I never been to that. I never been there. Um, 
I found the menu of uh, of Buffalo Ice Cream Parlor, and let's see, it had, uh, of course, Hot Foot Sundays, Banana Splits. Uh, let's see what else: Mal- uh, milkshakes or just plain sodas. You know. Um, let's see, I can't see. Yeah, so they had the those two I mentioned: the uh, Tutti Fruity and the Hubba Hubba. And uh, they also had the Buffalo Special. Uh, not only served ice creams and uh, ice cream there, they also had sandwiches. Uh, like for example, they had uh, cheese hol- um, hamburgers. They had uh, olive burgers, which I mentioned that the other restaurant was the Peter Pan restaurant. They were famous for their olive burgers. Uh, they also had uh, their uh, specialty Buffalo burger. I don't know if it was made out of buffalo meat. I don't think so. All kinds of wonderful things they had. Uh, the location remained uh, at Irving Park until 1973. And that's where I posted that photo uh, a couple of days ago. And uh, it moved to Morton Grove. And then it went to Buffalo Grove. Now, I found the own, the original owner of Buffalo Ice Cream, and his name was John Korobilas, and he was Greek, of course, and uh, he did find that, and uh, let's see, so I don't know if he was the original owner, I don't think he was, because I'm sure there were others before that who actually founded the place, but he did... Uh, Ran it in the uh, early twenties until uh, until World War Two, and uh, he had a brother Mike, and they ran it together. And uh, so, I don't know if they sold uh, sold it to their sons after afterwards. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. And then uh, the two brothers left, and they started a uh, opened a real estate office and s- selling uh, commercial property until the, they passed away. So, uh, right uh, right now, the location at Irving Park uh, they tore down the uh, building, and I've uh, read somewhere that a lot of people from the neighborhood, especially uh, people who like to preserve uh, Chicago architecture, were just livid about it because they did, because it was a beautiful building, and uh, well, I guess it didn't. I guess it didn't work. So now there's a Shell gas station on the corner, and I saw it on Google Maps, and it uh, looked kind of depressing, you know, uh, because there's another gas station across the street. <laughs> And uh, that photo in 1973, it showed the CTA uh, trolley, which were the Green Hornets. And uh, some people asked, uh, when did the uh, CTA Green Hornets stop cease running in Chicago? And it was it, that was indisputable. So uh, it could have been. Uh, but I did find out it was in 1973. So that photo was taken in 1973, and that was probably the last year. And I rode a couple times on that. And I remember we went to, uh, my family and I, we went to a church festival at Holy Trinity, which was located at Diversity, west of Austin. And that was in the early 70s. And we took the Green Hornet, and oh, that's a fun ride. 
uh, at the time. We didn't drive at the time at uh, when my mom didn't drive at the time. And um, let's see. So uh, Holy Trinity Church closed about a couple of years ago. Uh, there was I went there uh, right before it closed and it was deteriorating, but a lot of people wanted to keep it. But the neighborhood changed. So and a lot of people moved away. So and member and the membership was very low. So they sold it. And right now, I'm not sure where it's located. I think last I heard it's somewhere in Des Plaines. They have a little church. They had uh, probably a location in some cemetery. Uh, so they're trying to bring it back. Good luck to them. Anyway, so uh, the the present location of Buffalo Ice Cream is in Morton, is in Buffalo Grove. I I don't know who runs it now. It could be a family member or someone else. And uh, people have told me it's not the same as what it was before. So uh, I I have no say in this because I've never been there. So maybe someday I will and see for myself. Okay. Uh, another thing I will talk about is, uh, let's see. I'll be right with you. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed the commercials I posted. Uh, that Col- that Colby Furniture Store was from 1977. And, uh, and that one, Multiplication Rock, I will get into it in about a minute. Oh, all right. The next thing I will talk about is Garofalo's Supermarkets. Now, I posted a photo a couple days ago, and it was a supermarket that was located in Glenwood, Illinois, at Glenwood Plaza at 183rd Street and South Halstead. Now, uh, that photo was taken in the 60s, and uh, at the time they had a, a lot of locations, mostly in the south suburbs. And the man that founded the supermarkets, his name was Marty Garofalo, and he passed away uh, last uh, last year at this time. And he was 99 years old. Oh, God bless him. And uh, so he opened his first, uh, according to his obituary, he opened his first store in Harvey in 1940. And uh, I'm sure it was called Garofalo's Food Store. I'm I'm sure it was. And then he opened a second and third store in Homewood. And then he opened a fourth store in Olympia Plaza in Chicago Heights. And which he operated himself until the late 80s. And uh, so there were, let's see, there were locations in South Chicago Heights, Park Forest, Country Club Hills, uh, Glenwood, which I mentioned before, uh, Tinley Park, uh, Worth, and in Beverly. Uh, I'm not sure where in Beverly it was. But I do remember the store in Worth, Illinois. And uh, I don't know if my mother went there once. Maybe she did. Uh, right now, I think it's Fair Play. It's a fair price store, which I have one near my house. Uh, and uh, they were, it was a very uh, popular grocery store. Um, I don't know how reasonable, reasonably priced it was, so but uh, a lot of people remember uh, fondly of that. And uh, so it went into, I think it went out of business probably in the late 80s. And uh, what's interesting about the one in Glenwood, it was located in Glenwood Plaza, and it was right near the Glenwood Theater. And a lot of people remember that theater so well. 
And they also had a restaurant there, a Chinese restaurant called the Dragon Inn. Uh, I didn't go much into detail, looking, you know, searching photos and all that. But they, from what I heard from people, that it was a very popular place. Uh, I heard it moved to uh, Indiana. I don't know if it's still there. I don't know, but at the time when it was in Glenwood, they said it was wonderful. So maybe someday I'll talk about that place. Okay. All right. The next thing I will talk about is multiplication rock. And why why do you ask yourselves and me, why did I post this? Because uh, this is one of the favorite things I loved watching when I was growing up. And it was part a series of educational short films uh, from the called Schoolhouse Rock. And that debuted in January 6, 1973. And um, so there were about seven themes of that. And let's see. The first one was, of course, uh, Multiplication Rock. I'll go into more detail of that. And then it was Grammar Rock. Um, For example, they showed about, uh, they talked about nouns, verbs. Uh, One famous thing was conjunction, junction. People uh, uh, unpack your adjectives. And lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. And uh, prepositions, interjections. And the the songs were so catchy. You can't get them out of your head. And they were wonderful. And they aired them when you were watching... uh, TV on Saturday mornings on ABC during the cartoons. Like, for example, if they uh, showed reruns of Scooby-Doo, and I remember sometimes I watched uh, Goober and the Ghost Chasers, or, well, not Speed Race, uh, no, not Speed Race, excuse me, uh, Speed Buggy. I don't. I think it was on Channel 2. I'm not sure. So uh, that's, what I, that's what I showed. Oh, of course, Super Friends. I remember that, and that was great. So I will talk about, Multiplication Rock, uh, for example, because that one is my favorite. I love Grammar Rock, but this one was much better. So Multiplication Rock, there were about 11 episodes. Aired from the first time it aired, January 6th, of the debut of the show, until March 31st. And the episodes, uh, well, I'll just go through them real quickly. Uh, The first one they aired was, um, a couple were out of order. So... Uh, the first one was three is a magic number. Uh, the second one was uh, my hero zero, and then number three was uh, they talked about the number two. Also, oh, the first episode they talk about number three. The uh, second episode, the number zero, and then number the third episode was uh, the number two, which is odd. I don't know why they did that. Uh, next was the four legged zoo. They talk about the number four. Uh, ready or not, here I come. They talk about the number five. I and then next was I got six. Uh, next was Lucky Seven Samson. They talk about the number seven. I remember there was a uh, a rabbit, and he had like a black circle around his left eye, and the number seven on his right foot. <coughs> Excuse me. And then we have Figure Eight. I remember that. That was a quiet song, and uh, and then the uh, the a little, um, the next one was a little controversial, and it was called Naughty Number Nine, and it was like a a fat cat, and he looked like a Minnesota Fats, and he played a game of nine ball with, his, and he used the mouse as a cue ball, and they talk about the number nine, and um, so they didn't want uh, smoking, 
you know, in children's programming at the time. Well, they still don't. But uh, the character, number nine, he was puffing on a cigar. cigar. And uh, so they eventually they accept it. So uh, they didn't edit it or change it like that, but they almost did. So uh, it's been left alone. So I'm glad about that. And then um, the next one was a, a The Good Eleven and Little Twelve Toes. Now, the strange thing about this is uh, the number one is missing and uh, number 10 is missing. I don't know why. I don't understand. Unless I missed them. But I don't remember seeing um, shorts about the number 10 or the number one. No, anyway, so they aired those uh, episodes for a long time on ABC, on, which was WLS on Channel 7. And um, so uh, eventually they were released on DVD or first VHS. So I did buy them on uh, one. The first time I bought them was on VHS. No, on DVD. And it was like a bootleg at a comic book convention. But then they released the the official release in the 90s, like 1995. So I have that, and uh, I haven't played it in a long time, so that was fun to see that. So um, I heard you can see them on on Disney+, Plus and, uh, and sometimes they put that disclaimer of, uh, you know, outdated cultural de- de- spe- de- depictions. Excuse me. So I don't know. I just watch them on DVD as is. So, uh, so that I love that I love the series. I really do. And they had the characters were unforgettable, and the music is infectious. So, I could play them on my um, on my computer or on, or my iPad, and uh, so I can listen to them on Apple Music. And I got all of them, so it's it's fun to watch and also listen to them. Okay. So that'll be all for today. Uh, I'm sorry to be rambling a little bit. I still get nervous uh, talking uh, and recording my podcast, even though there's nobody here, but I don't like hearing myself. And uh, so uh, just bear with me. Um, I'm getting better each episode. So uh, that'll be all for today. I hope you can join me soon. I probably record another episode probably Friday or Saturday or the weekend. We'll see. Okay. So this is Pete Costanas, and this is uh, Vanish Chicago and Stories, episode 21, the podcast. And I will say goodbye for now and take it away, Ray Rayner. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye.